Welcome to Where Medicine Meets Ministry. Dr. Cherie Talks Faith and Facts, a podcast that explores the relationship between faith and facts and its divine impact on the coexistence of mind, body, and spirit. Here's Dr. Cherie, a medical doctor, best-selling author, international professional speaker, breast cancer survivor, and the queen of how to let go and live today and every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to season two of Where Medicine Meets Ministry, Dr. Cherie Talks Faith and Facts. Wow, 2021. Hmm, what all can be said about the year 2020? And so the calendar has finally flipped and we have begun a new year. Wow, last year, 2020, was mixed with a lot of sorrows and sickness. There was some joys in there, some reprieve. Some goals were met, some goals were missed. Some friendships were gained, some friendships were lost. And now it is all behind us. Or is it? For many You know, the New Year's is just another holiday, but for others, it's a time for deep reflection, both on the past year and on the one ahead. For followers of Christ like myself, New Year's has no unique significance. There's no central biblical narrative that's informing our celebrations. But this doesn't mean that Christians shouldn't pause and reflect on the turning of the calendar. Moses asked of the Lord, teach us to number our days so we may get a heart of wisdom. That was in Psalms 90th division, the 12th verse. Time, Mm. made up of seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, years, is a gift to us from a good God. To wisely follow him, then, is to redeem our time. Ephesians 5 and the 5th chapter, rather, in the 16th verse says, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. You know, New Year's can also remind us of the new birth. In a sense, each day with Christ is a chance to turn the page on an old way of life and embrace a new one. We are After all, new creation people. And we serve a king who renews us daily by the Holy Spirit. Setting goals for a new year are an important sign that we're intentional about glorifying God in our callings, work and business, home and church, private and public witness. When we work and plan, even in seemingly insignificant endeavors, We're fulfilling the cultural mandate. The Bible says in Genesis 1 and 28 that, And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. In this age, we're blessed with an abundance of resources 
to help us to maximize our time. Digital tools, productivity experts, and inspirational blogs. But before we write out our goals, we should begin in the heart. The temptation for Christians is to make our plans and add a dollop of Jesus on top, rather than allowing him to form in us the desires and motivations to do his work. So whether or not we're making concrete goals or more abstract ones, whether we're writing down resolutions or foregoing them altogether. Let me give you four important steps we can take as we peer into 2021 to draw closer to God. Number one, remember. The wise man of Ecclesiastes said, remember also your creator in the days of your youth, before the evil days come and the years draw near of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them. That's in Ecclesiastes, the 12th chapter, the first verse. In January, the year is young and and the opportunities seem fresh. So many productive gurus preach a gospel of self-empowerment. But as gospel people, we know the fragility of human life. I often say that the human life is yet so frail and yet so powerful. But hooking into that power is what allows us to turn dreams into reality and, and bring visions into view. We know that every breath is a miracle, a gift given to us by our creator. I love the words of the hymn writer, Thomas Chisholm. He wrote, summer and winter and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above. Join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. For those of you that were expecting that I would sing it, ha ha, food ya, maybe next time I'd have to drum up these vocal cords and smooth everything all out, but maybe next time. Or if wisdom takes over, maybe not. I think that's something I'll have my sister come on the podcast to do, sing one of her beautiful, eloquently song songs. But I digress. You know, in a cursed and tumultuous world, creation itself reminds us of God's great faithfulness. Every new season is a testimony, a signpost to grace. So the proper response to the past year, whether good or bad, is not, ah, I made it through, or look what I achieved. But rather it should be, thank you, Lord. Number two, repent. Our worship of God for his faithfulness and majesty evidenced by the changing of seasons, should then lead us to repentance. His goodness breaks us in fresh ways as our sin exposed by the light of his glory. But this isn't a morbidly introspective navel-gazing exercise. To repent is to rejoice. We claim the promise of 1 John 1 and 9, 
which says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Because we know our forgiveness has already been purchased at the cross. Beginning the new year with repentance is to draw closer to Jesus and to our Lord. To appropriate the fresh grace that is ours in him. This is why confession always brings relief and joy. Because it's our gateway to greater intimacy with God. How can we begin new plans and journeys in 2016 without first allowing his light to penetrate the darkness of our hearts and to reveal areas in need of growth? How can we start hustling and working and dreaming without first renewing our joy in the one who directs our steps? Number three, renew. New Year's should also be a time of renewing old commitments like marriage, family, and church. Before we begin grand plans to lose weight or develop a new skill, good creational skills, let's begin by renewing the core commitments we already have. Our most vital work is what we do within the walls of our homes, loving our spouses and raising our children in an atmosphere of godliness and grace. We live out the gospel best when we live it out in the daily rhythms of repentance and forgiveness with loved ones. We must reject the lie that says success requires abandoning family commitments. We should also renew ourselves to the faithful body life of our local Bible-treasuring, gospel-preaching church. The local church, ooh, listen to me. Some of that Church of God in Christ is coming out. (laughs) The local church is the locus of God's mission in the world, where we gather in community to declare Christ's kingship each week and we magnify the Lord and all of his greatness and all of his omniscience. He is Alpha and Omega and it is in church where we work out our salvation in fear and trembling. Philippians 2 and 12 says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, But much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So we work out our salvation in fear and trembling with brothers and sisters in Christ. Let's renew commitments to marriage, family, and church. Because commitments to marriage, family, and church don't always look or feel significant. But faithfulness in these core things over a long period, is a radical countercultural life. They form the habits of a discipline, and they form the habits of a disciple, and show the world what it is like to be a Christian. And number four, rest. New Year's should be a time of rest. First, we rest in the reality of our identity 
in Christ, of our identity in God, in the reality of our relationship to the one who allows us to breathe and give us the activities of our limbs. We may have failed to meet our heady goals in 2020, certainly with everything that rocked this country to its very core. But God still loves us despite our failures, our unchecked boxes, and disappointment at the scale. Mm, 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 mm. But the gospel tells us that he loves us in the midst of these. It's not the voice of your Savior, but the whisper of the enemy that says you have less worth because you blew your resolutions. A more successful 2021 will not make Christ love you anymore. It will not make God love you anymore. He's the one, after all, who calls broken sinners and empowers them for his mission. Failed apostles, former persecutors, recovering Pharisees, his body is full of them. Second, we should plan to physically rest. We don't often do this on New Year's. We plan to work and hustle, shop. But do we schedule time to reflect and acknowledge our need for sleep and leisure? Rest isn't a sign of laziness or weakness. It's a sign of spiritual strength and confidence that when we close our eyes, our lives are in the grip of a sovereign God. To sleep is to say that we're not God and that the world can go on without us. So as we make our plans for 2021, let's remember that even in our failures, we serve the one who remembers our frame and knows we are dust. We make plans, but we hold them lightly. We entrust our future, not to Evernote or Google Calendar or a reading list, but to the king who holds the world in his hands. I wanted to start off season two with this form of reflection and what I call the four R's. Remember, repent, renew, and rest. Before we get so busy in 2021, running from some of the things that hit us in 2020, preparing ourselves for what may lie ahead because of the impact of 2020 on all of our lives, let's take these four R's into consideration. Apply them to your life and remember that God is with us. That none of this is any surprise to him. But go to him and know that as a child of God, your footsteps are ordered. And the word of God says, I once was young, but now I'm old, but I have never seen the righteous forsaken. Know that as a child of God, that he is there, ready and waiting to meet your needs. God said, God said that I shall supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory.
He is right there for you in the valley, in the shadow of death. He is with you. And he will lay a table in the presence of your enemies, fit for a king for you to partake. Look up to the hills and look to the north, to the hills from whence cometh your help, because your help will indeed come from the Lord. Be encouraged. Get ready. Because 2021 has a place for you in it. God has a work for your life, a calling on your life, and a mission that he has designed only for you to fill. Will you fill it? Will you be ready when God calls you to do exactly what he has commanded and called for you to do? And that is to live in your purpose today and every day. Until next time, I'm Dr. Cherie. You've reached the end of another episode of Where Medicine Meets Ministry. Dr. Cherie talks faith and facts. Be sure to visit MedicineMeetsMinistryPodcast.com to join the conversation and to view the show notes for this episode. And follow us on Facebook at Where Medicine Meets Ministry, on Instagram at Medicine Meets Ministry, and on Twitter at Med Meets Men. That's M-E-D meets M-I-N. If you love the Where Medicine Meets Ministry podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. And to connect with Dr. Cherie, go to drcheriemd.com. That's D-R-S-H-E-R-I-M-D.com. Until next time.